welcome to the Yana Podcast, a mental health podcast where we're going to talk about life, your stories of strength, and get all in our feelings. Our hosts are Becca and me, Danny. We work for NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. NAMI is the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization, and our mission is to build better lives for the millions of Americans that are impacted by mental illness. Our roles at NAMI Philly involve working with the youth in the community, so we have a special passion for empowering young people to shatter stigma and help them know that they are not alone. Yeah, so therefore, we decided to start the YANA podcast, which stands for You Are Not Alone. The content of this podcast may contain mature subject matter, such as discussions about suicide, self-harm, drug and alcohol abuse, sexual or physical violence, as well as the use of strong language. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Yana podcast. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back. So today we are very excited to be here. As always, we have a very cool guest that we are very excited to introduce you all to and for you all to hear everything about her. Her name is Naza Kawaja. She is a Pakistani-American author from Chicago. Naza is a mom to two creative, brilliant minds. Naza works in the behavioral health industry as an outreach specialist with Early Autism Services and is a podcast host for the company's podcast, Life at Ease, and that's E-A-S in capitals for Early Autism Services. Um, Naza is an event planner for a few nonprofit organizations in the Chicago land area. Naza's passion is expression. She is a poet, spoken word artist, and has written a number of op-ed articles for various online publications. She partnered with the creative mastermind of the Demurist and held the title of women editor for a few years, as well as hosted events in Chicago and New York with the intention of inspiring women through engaging workshops and empowering talks. Naz's debut novel, The Other Side of Life, can be purchased on Amazon and can be found in Salt Lake County libraries. Welcome, Naza. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here. I wish here. we had that like um, button that does like, woo, oh, like, like the audience clapping or something. Oh, like the canned, like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll do it in the background though. Okay. Zoom needs an upgrade. We need we need to they need to add that in there. Yes. At Zoom. Hear us out. (laughs) So before we jump into hearing all about you and everything that you're doing, we're gonna do that um mental healthy NAMI thing that we do. Danny, you wanna take away? Yeah. Um So today I am feeling, I'm feeling okay. Um, Having a weird morning because my sleep schedule has been really wonky. Um, So I'm a little foggy, but other than that, I really can't complain. Um, I'm I'm always excited to be here on the Yana podcast. Um, So yeah, Becca, take it away. (laughs) Thank you, Danny. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm really, I've been really tired this week. And I guess maybe it was like, I turned 40 on Friday. So it's like, okay, now you're automatically going to be an old person that's tired all the time. <laughs> Just kidding. That not that I wasn't tired all the time before, but um, <laughs> I am very tired. Um, and, to, but tomorrow I go to Chicago for two days with my dad and my uncle. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited about that because we're going to visit my great aunt who I haven't seen in a really long time and she's 99. So that's going to be pretty special. So I am excited for that. Um, so Naza, how are you doing? Thank you guys. I'm excited to be on this podcast for a number of different reasons. I love what you guys are doing. Um, so I'm really excited to be connecting with you all um, and, and part of this amazing project that you guys have. So I'm definitely feeling a lot of gratitude there. Um, I am uh, planning my kids' birthdays uh, tomorrow at this Aww. pavilion. <laughs> I'm just combining. They have a June and July birthday. So you know what? They're always going to have combined parties. Yeah. Not happening. But um, it's just a lot. It's a lot of planning and it's a lot of like, I want it to go very well. I want it to be fun. Yes, and I know yeah, it yeah. will be, but like, there's always that like. You have know. this vision. Yes. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm, and I know I have to allow things to happen that were not planned or whatever it is. Right, and I'm right. just like, I'm trying to like do my best for my babies, make sure they're happy and have an incredible memory, right. That they can always, um, just have with them like oh we have yeah. this amazing party you know but then again it's just like <laughs> they're just kids like they want to play with their friends and they want presents right. and right. then they want to eat cake right. like for the rest of the week like that's right. the week. <laughs> um so I'm just trying to just tell myself I'm doing a good job um and it's all right if things don't go as planned that's where I am listen I like I said I just turned 40 on Friday so my family had a birthday party for me on Sunday with like my Happy family <laughs> thank yeah. you but my so my mom and my stepmom both threw it together and which yeah I mean but they were both so stressed and wanted everything to be perfect so I don't think that ever that's like out of that doesn't go away <laughs> that doesn't go away and it's also not it's also totally valid to have those feelings clearly so yeah i just wanted to add that <laughs> what a sweet gesture that is such a sweet gesture oh yeah it was really nice it's really nice when moms do nice things for their kids like that so <laughs> awesome so then let's just jump in i want to hear everything about you you know we can go back as far as you want you know, I like to start early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. no, I, um, I, I, I spoke with Danny um, earlier. We had a wonderful conversation and I wasn't expecting to go in my mind where I went. Um, and I wasn't expecting to feel a lot of things in my heart that I felt. Um, mm -hmm. And so I would love to, to go there if, if that's all right. And of course. Um, yeah. just revisit, revisit all of those things. Um, but I guess, um, so I, I would like to go as far back as like just growing up as an immigrant um, child uh, or a child of, of immigrants. Yeah. And um, I know, uh, Danny, I spoke with you about just um, feeling so isolated within right. myself um, and right. not knowing that I could have thoughts and feelings about things. 
Mm-hmm. And it was really hard because I felt, I felt a lot and like, and, and I, and I understand it now, like, you know, as, as an adult and like, I know what it is, but as a child, I'm just like, I had questions. I, I felt a lot right. of things. I was full of emotions. And I just felt like I always had to just remain composed and get through the day, um, and not ask questions and not need anything or not ask anything. And it's not because my parents didn't love us or didn't care for us, but they were just in survival mode, you know, coming to country and like not knowing the language, not have, you know, they didn't have Google. They didn't have um, chance, you know, like um, interpretation services and like um, all of those things. When was it? Oh, Oh, no, go ahead. When was it that your family came over? Uh, 83. 80. Okay. I was, just gonna add a little comment because I I think I like read this uh, quote recently that was like at that point in time like you were surviving with the tools that you had and it might not have been like you know what your toolbox has now right so that's all it was incredible I cannot imagine Mm -hmm. even trying to attempt what they did like right. moving to a new country with, you know, having children there, not knowing the language, not having the tools, not being, not feeling the security. Like when we plan trips, when I plan trips for my kids and my family, like I know where we're going, what we're eating, what we're doing, where we're staying, right. the, the ratings, the reviews. Like I know who to contact for this. The menu. <laughs> <laughs> and here they are just picking up their entire lives, everything they know, yeah. like moving to this country. Um, and fairly, you know, they, 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 and, and so, and so I just wanted to put that out there. Like, I, I love my parents and I love everything they did for us. Um, but the emotional stuff, they were not, they, they just couldn't, they didn't have yeah. the time for, um, yeah. and they didn't know either because in their upbringing, those things were not things that, that you talked about, right? Like, exactly. you know, like you have feelings you gotta get over it you gotta get over it and like yes yes and it's kind of sad to think about that uh, upbringing um because I do feel like I still had a little bit of support um we have a black aunt and she was always just so protective of us um she was our advocate um there was Aww. this kid that like threw a snowball in my eye <laughs> and, like, oh, went to his house and she's, like, <laughs> and she's like this four foot something black woman and she goes up to like his dad and she's like your son my daughter you know I love and that just, mama bear <laughs> and like, like bear. oh and my mom Man's like if bear. I told my mom she would have been like oh wash your face like you're fine you know um yeah. which is okay too like it's not that she doesn't care she's just like but I was just like I was so hurt right like yeah. it hit my right, eye. Right. oh my god um, yeah and so and so, and then there were, there were these pockets of like support and where I knew that like, okay, I, I, I can be validated. Like I don't mm-hmm. have to completely ignore, um, the things that I'm experiencing or feeling. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of, uh, cultural 
um, taboo. So I, I'm part of like, you know, uh, from the Brown community, I identify with the Brown community, Pakistani. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of taboo when it comes to speaking about mental health issues, um, sure. behavioral health issues, like just uh, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of t- taboo and stigma. And I think that, um, you know, in our culture, there's a lot of like, well, keep the face, right? Like keep face, keep that facade. It's, it's the, it's the honor of the family, you know, and like, yeah, you're representing everybody. And it's a lot of pressure. That like, is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And yeah. as a kid, like, could you imagine, like, what, what do you That's even a do? Lot. Yeah. No, it's too much. Um, you know, I like to encourage my children to, of course, think about others and like be considerate of others, but like Absolutely. you yourself, like you are very important. Everything that you feel is very important and you Absolutely. are valuable. And like, if you are not okay, you need to come and talk to me and like, we will make it okay. We'll try our best. We'll have conversations. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's funny because, you know, um, sometimes after we do a certain thing or an activity or like we're somewhere I'm always like checking in with them like hey what you guys think and what was the experience like and so now Uh my son's older he's he's 11 now and he's just like he already knows so he's like giving me the answers before I even ask him Uh (laughs) you know but my and I think it's just because like he's he's more of an introvert so Mm -hmm. like I know he and this is why I like ask like probing him more if that makes sense because Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want him to um, sit quietly with his uh, emotions. Not that, right. I mean, if that's what he wants to do, that's fine. I just want him to know that he can express. But there's an outlet. There's an outlet and it's, and it's safe. Um, Cause he's like my sister. And I feel like my sister just bottled up so much. And she has this um, hardcore exterior, but on the inside, mm-hmm. there's so much that like, um, it, wants you know, to come out. it wants to come out, but she, right. she, she's not comfortable with being vulnerable because right. I, I think she just had to, 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 um, to bottle all that up. And like, I, I don't know. So I just, I, I know he's like her. And so I, you know, I, I encourage him to, to express and to, and to share. Um, my daughter's the opposite. She'll want to like talk about everything. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> you know, my mom says the same exact thing about my brother and I, <laughs> like, it's like, you have to like, you have to like force him to just say anything. And I just like, I tell things that I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm just like, he absolutely does. <laughs> I know firsthand. <laughs> and that's so beautiful. You know why? Because you're always going to be like, you know, the hope is, or um, from what, what I see with my daughter, you know, I just, I know that she's always going to help herself be okay and um, advocate for herself. And right. like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, whereas my son, I'll notice where he'll be, it's not something he wants to do, but he'll just, you know, he won't express and he'll just go along with things. And I don't want him th- to think that he has to always do that you know put yeah. himself on the back burner right or, or his, his his wants and, and needs and desires on the back burner and like you know please and someone else like I don't want him to think that like that's the whole point I mean um so so it's nice like I, I like seeing that like yeah it's it gets it's a lot sometimes I can I can <laughs> like I can share, understand your mom um Becca she's like, like uh, yeah like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah 
I'm a lot. That we oh. had actually a staff retreat not that long ago, and we were going around saying like nice things about each of our staff members and stuff. Oh. And we got to my <laughs> my turn. I like ended up getting roasted. <laughs> But like the thing that they were all saying about me was that like, you know, because like I'm really like silly and funny and stuff, but like, (laughs) but the other thing was that like, because I talk so much. Yeah. I basically just like, no, we need a redo. That is not fair, Becca. Uh (laughs) No, we, she didn't share the part that we were also. telling her that we love her and that That is saying all these great things so well the 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 big one yeah well the big thing was that I was so passionate that was like kind of how it like I'm some I'm a very passionate person and that's part of why I talk so much you know it's because I'm like very fired up about everything so you know so maybe that is beautiful it is very beautiful because I you know I I don't want to speak for you but like I could see in my daughter like she's very present like she's in the present moment she's like enjoying what she has right now and I hear her telling my son sometimes where she well if he's nervous about something or anxious she's like you know it's gonna be okay just tell yourself you're gonna be okay and how sweet is that younger sister you know she's like six years old and she's like telling her she's younger she's younger that's so interesting okay it is very interesting and I love their dynamic and I just I, I love that about her I really respect that that she can just bring up um you know or if she sees that I'm angry with her she'll just be like I think you should take 10 deep breaths, you know, and like, <laughs> you're right. Like, you're right. Fine. And I'm sitting there breathing. Right. Because we're supposed to model the behavior, but, um, but yeah, like I, I just, I, I see myself encouraging that in my kids and really focusing on that with them, yeah. um, maybe even more than I should just because of like what, how I felt like as a child and just like, um, very stifled and like, um, wow you know, I had a lot of creative ideas and I just thought it, they were ridiculous, you know, like they didn't make any sense. Um, because if it wasn't practical, then it was unnecessary and not, and, and, yeah. you know, needed to be eliminated or like it didn't. And, and again, not because they didn't care, but it's just because they, um, you know, they, they didn't have the, the time, they didn't have the time, you know, and, yeah. um, and there are a lot of things my mom appreciates now. So, um, I, I know Danny, I shared with you, like when I was writing this novel, um, it was at a very hard time. Uh, I had, my son was born premature and, um, he was, uh, in the NICU for two months. And, oh. um, and like, I had started the novel before I got pregnant with him. So then there was this long break. Um, at that time, my first marriage uh, with my ex-husband was not so great. I think mm. having a child that needed a lot of attention, um, was hard. And also he was from Pakistan. He wanted to move back. I was like, oh. no, the hell I'm not going anywhere with my son. Like not, and especially not a third world country. Like I love my country and my people, but like, right. I'm not going to deprive of him, of him, like of, uh, you know, just first class healthcare. Like right. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like, why would I? Um, so there was, a, there were, there were a lot of things going on and, and I couldn't really talk to my family about, about them. Cause I, I tried with my sister and she was just like, Oh yeah, you know, she's like, just deal with it. Like everybody You gotta keep the peace. I'm like, and I'm like, you know, I think what they were wanting me to do um was not like rock the boat 
or something or, or not yeah. and and it, and I like was like bring the attention to the family yes yeah. yes and my mom and she's like my our mom has health issues like don't do this to her you know it could devastate her and so I'm just like okay and you're kind of like cruising to see you know um but you're in your tw- like I was in my 20s and like 20s are very difficult they are. Yeah, I was still in that. Sounds all too familiar. <laughs> yeah, Danny's Danny's our 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 youngin. She's the nerd. All too familiar. There's so much pressure about pleasing everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And There's also stuff. being an adult and making adult uh, situ- uh, decisions when you're also like not fully given responsibilities of an adult yeah. and yeah. and the. I think like a lot of times people still think of twenty somethings as kids. But you're also expected to act as an adult. I just want to say, I saw this thing on Twitter, so I don't want to take any credit for it. I saw this thing on Twitter (laughs) and um, it was like, so I'm 24, I'm going to be 25 um, at the end of the year. And so basically how it is, is I'm only four in adult years. So if you think about it that way, like I'm a child, I'm figuring things out, like so that's why like you know like I kind of gotta give myself a break because like I'm doing a lot of things for that like yeah I guess so I gotta you know that is so incredible tell myself yeah what a perspective yeah and I was just like wow like that like really puts a lot of things in perspective because you know like I feel like a lot of the time like oh like you're 20 something like you gotta have all this shit figured out and I'm like uh pause and I, I think just allow like people just being um or like your family just allowing you mm-hmm. to be able to make those mistakes and learn from them and not judging so I think like the, the one thing I felt uh, it, throughout my 20s was the feeling of judgment like yeah from yeah. this person and from that person and what ends up happening is and it's and from my ex-husband and so what ends up happening is you start doubting yourself so here you are yeah. four years old trying to trying to to find you know find yourself or or find your path or you know just trying to discover things about yourself and then you're, you're judging yourself because of everyone else's, um, opinions. opinions. It's like kind of like they're projecting oh my gosh. all these ideas and, and it's I like, why, a lot. yeah, like, why can't I figure that out for myself instead of you telling me it out? It was very hard. And again, I didn't know all this, right? Like then. Right. Um, and so it's just a very, it was a very confusing time. I want to say from 26 to about 28, 29, it was just, it was such, it was, it was like the years of confusion, like, mm-hmm. and loneliness, like deep, deep, deep loneliness. Um, and again, like I couldn't really talk to anyone about it because if I brought up like trying to seek help, um, mm-hmm. it would have just been like, oh, she's, she's gone mad. Like she's crazy, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Like there's two, there's like two ends of the spectrum. It's either like, you're like being dramatic or like, you know, buck up kind of thing or you're fucking nuts, you know, like (laughs) you need to be institutionalized, you know, make up your mind. Yeah. And that's, that's so sad. Yeah. 
it's so sad that this happens and it's so common, especially in our, like, I can only speak to, to my culture. Um, but it's really sad because I think a lot of lives are, and, and I, you know, I know this affects men too. Um, but the Pakistani culture is very misogynistic. And so, um, Mm. men are still all right. They'll still be all right. You know, like, because they don't have to deal with the pressures and, and things like that. Um, but I feel like a lot of women are just um, kind of tossed to the side. Yeah. Uh, their their needs and wants are not important. Um, they just need to figure it out. They need to keep the peace. They need to uphold their marriage. And, and they have all the pressure of like, um, you know, keeping house and, and being uh-huh. presentable. And like, you know, it was so stressful, like having a child who needed um, extra attention. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like I was a new mm-hmm. mom. And I'm just like so freaked out that like, I'm going to do something wrong. And then he's, you know, if he's going to take a turn for the worse. Um, I had my mom there who was extremely helpful. She was a nurse back home in in Pakistan. And so even though she didn't pursue her career in America, like she knows a lot and she was extremely helpful um, with all of that. But when it came to like my personal needs and like, I need some emotional support. There was no concept of like emotional support and also uh, self-care. Like my mom's like, why do you need to take time for yourself? You have, you're a mother now. You don't get, you don't get, you don't get that. And I'm just like, you know, I just need a break. And she's like, no, you don't get a break. You're a mom. Like you signed up for this. And it's always like, well, you decided this, like you signed up for this. And like this, and then you're just, and I'm thinking in my head, like, yeah, I did sign up for this. Like I I do want to be a mom, but like. I want a goddamn break too, you know, like, I think I deserve it after everything. Um, and I, and I remember like, I think I had this one break where I was, I had like 30 minutes to go to a Starbucks and, um, the guy, he like upgraded me for free. And I was so happy. Like, I was like, Oh, wow. And, and he's like, you must be having a really bad day. If like, this is making you happy. <laughs> Don't assume. <laughs> why are you I mean I don't know what I look like like I was in PJ stained with like breast milk and like I don't know (laughs) like I didn't brush my hair like I'm sure I didn't you know like I think I needed a lot of I needed a spa day or something I don't know what I look like but like I was so happy and I was like really you know and it was like 30 minutes at Starbucks um and it felt so good and so I was like you know what I'm going to focus on what feels good because mm-hmm. when I felt good, I was able to give that goodness back to like my right. son and my family right. or like, but when I was uh, feeling just alone and like, I was very bitter. Like there was a stage in my life where I was yeah. like, I was very bitter. I was, um, I was judging people. So I mm-hmm. was the one that was like, oh, why they, you know, because I was so unhappy within myself. You can't pour from an empty cup. That's like my thing. That's how I say all yeah. the time. Yeah, it's about to yeah. say that. It's yeah. so true though. It is so true. It's yeah. so true. And I, and I can't believe I was the person who I was, um, you know, back in about 2015, um, yeah. I had my daughter and it was when I held her and I was like, she's this girl. And, and again, like, I'm, I'm not trying to give life to the stereotypes and things from my culture, but like, uh, you know, I was like, I have a girl, like, it's different. It's different. Yeah. I had a son. I wasn't worried about the things I was worried about with her. Um, I'm like, 
scared for her safety. I was scared for her future. If she was going to have the same, you know, opportunities. Um, and I'm like, who am I? Like how the only way I can help her navigate life is to show her, right? Like we, we can talk about things all day, but like, if I'm not modeling and if I'm not, if she doesn't see it, like kids learn from experience, they learn from hands-on, you know, the hands-on, the, exactly. what they're seeing more than like what you're trying to tell them or textbook or anything like that. Exactly. And so yeah. I was like, who, and I couldn't answer that question. You know, I'm able to put together a bio for you guys now, but when I asked myself, like, who am I? I did not have an answer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was so frightening because I looked in the mirror and I couldn't, I didn't have any words about my identity. And, um, and not even like owning like parenthood or like, you know, I couldn't even say like, I'm a mother because I didn't feel like I was doing a great job. Like I was like doubting my, myself as a mom, I was like, maybe I'm too selfish, uh, you know. I just want to say that, like you said that you don't want to be giving into stereotypes too much, but those are very real fears. And I think that those are, yeah. I don't, I just want to validate that because like, I think those are very weird. Especially in like our society and oh all this stuff okay. today is like, I mean, yeah, like it's really sad, but I, I mean, most of the, I, I'm in the recovery world. So there's a lot of women that I, the women that are close to me are, you know, in recovery. So have had a hard life, you know, I've had a lot of hard things happen, but like majority of them have had some, you know, safety related Mm -hmm. issues. And so that's like, you know, it's a real fear. And I think that I just want to validate that. I don't want you to feel more fear, more scared, but like, um, you. you know, that I think that, um, it is important to model, safety and it's it's hard to do but it's it's you know I tried to when my niece for instance you know she's only two but when she has like one of her tantrums or she mentions monsters you know and she does like I tried to I try to never force her into a like hug if she doesn't want it but like so that she knows like she can establish her boundaries but like mm-hmm. at the same time I like when she does finally allow me to like hold her like one of the things I constantly say is you're safe you're safe you know because mm-hmm. like I know that that's such an important thing to feel mm-hmm. so right. I think that is very valid that you had those fears it's not just like stereotypes you know okay, thank you for saying that because this whole time I'm just like Am I feeding into, you know, what the culture has, is mm-hmm. demanding, you know, and then is it, but what I knew from that stage was like some things needed to change, like for myself, for my life, um, right. in my personal life, things were not working out. And I'm just like, you know what, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard. It was hard for my family to understand that I was wanting a divorce after like just having my daughter or, you know, a year, about a year after, um, and they're just like, you know, you never, you never told us what was going on. And I'm just like, you guys were never there to listen and yeah. support. Yeah. And so I didn't have a safe space to express and I still don't. Um, yeah. And just a lot of, a lot of judgment and just this weird time of like, my mom was like, I'm not going to help you watch the kids if you're working and if you're not yeah. with your husband, you know, and I'm just like, oh man, like that really hurt. Like that yeah. broke, that broke my heart because like, my mom is like a very, very special person. And like, mm-hmm. I respect her so much and like everything she's done for us. Um, my father died when we were young. So she was a single parent for like um, more than she was, 
then she had, you know, the support. Like Non-single she, yeah. yeah, yeah. And just seeing her day in, day out, like working full-time, going to school full-time mm-hmm. and, you know, still trying to be there for us as much as she could. Um, and I've just always, I've just, you know, and so for, for my mom and I was my mom's favorite cause I had the best grades. Um, so, <laughs> so like, I didn't get like beat um, and the most, you know, like that was yeah. my brother that got beat the most. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't think it's child abuse. Like it's, it's all right. We got a little, it's like, we got spanked and, and things like that. Like it was normal, you know, she picked up what she had and like, boom, like, it's okay. Yeah. She loved us. Like, it's fine. Um, that's a whole nother uh, chapter, but like, um, <laughs> but you like, I got, I got beat the most it was special. Like I felt like I was, I was, I felt special, um, or beat the least. I, I don't know if I said the most, uh, but anyway, it, it was just, um, it broke my heart and like, I felt very alone and like, but I felt okay too. So it was very interesting. Cause like, as soon as I made that decision for myself and I was just like, no, it, I don't feel good. It's not working for me. I know it's going to be hard. I don't have the support. And regardless of not having the support and feeling heartbroken with my mom's words, I still felt really good. And it was just that, it was that decision that I made to like pursue that, like pursue what, and then I started working on uh, finishing up the novel and um, a lot of putting yourself first. Just again, for that purpose, like it was, it was having my daughter was holding her and like, you know, like, what is she going to get from me? Like what, what? you know, what is she going to say who my mom is? Like who, you know, and like, yeah. what do I have? Like, you know, I, I felt like I had nothing at the time. Like I can see mm. now that I, I had so much, but like, I was so uh, defeated at that moment or at that time that I couldn't see, I couldn't see it. And so um, it's just unfortunate that the, the bullying that takes place, the judgments, the opinions, mm. um, the taboo, the stigma surrounding seeking mental health. I wasn't until after my divorce or well, we were still in the proceedings um, is when I, I tapped into a women's anxiety group because I was having panic attacks like in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I was like, um, you know, maybe 25 year old me would have ignored it and said, I need to get over it. But, you know, at that time, the 30 year old, I think I was, yeah, 30 or 31, the 31 year old me was like, no, um, this is my health. I am not okay physically like waking up in the middle of the night. I'm like, I'm not okay, you know? And so, and so I did, I joined a women's anxiety group and it was so helpful. And it was just, it was so refreshing to know that like there are other people out there that are like, you know, dealing with not Mm -hmm. not same issues, but like just similar issues and Mm -hmm. um, feeling afraid, vulnerable. small group so there were three or four other women um it wasn't a one-on-one um and it was just helpful to be able to provide advice for other people too like that was that was um exactly. healing too so like you're all you're sharing but you're also uh empower you know now i don't want to use the word empowering but like you're also just helping others um see themselves in like in a light that they couldn't and it was because you know right you what you've been through and i i know i always think it's funny like when i do like share something in an AA meeting or I, you know, or in a group or something where I give somebody advice. Like a lot of times I'm like, 
who was that just said that like where did that come from like my I I I, like I don't believe like I don't do that Uh (laughs) yeah but I can tell you know and it's like it's really and it helps you check in with yourself exactly I'm just like okay I'm giving this advice like am I am I following through or like do I believe in myself enough to um to give those words to myself right right like there's like that little like self-reflection of like okay I'm saying this but like am I actually following it right walk in the walk yes is that how the thing goes I don't know (laughs) (laughs) yes and and then a lot of times it's just self-doubt that's preventing that like for me it was self-doubt so I'm just like you know what because people wanted to tell me how horrible I was and then it didn't give me enough space to um to see the good. So like people were very easy to point out all the bad decisions I made in my life. Yeah. The bad decisions I'm currently making, um, yeah. the bad decisions that are going to result from the bad decisions I'm yeah. currently, <laughs> you know, right. And then I'm just like, you know what, hold on. Like I, there's, there's good in me too. And like, and it deserves attention. And, mm-hmm. and if you guys can't give it to me, then like, I don't want to talk to you. So I, I did, I didn't talk to my sisters for like, this was the longest I've, I've never, like I've had, you know, the stretch of like, yeah. I think it was six to eight months um, that, wow. that we just didn't yeah. talk. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have space and like the mental capacity to deal with all of the negative. And I don't have to validate myself to you all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I didn't know I can say not. They like you do not need to explain yourself to people that are not willing to see that. Like you don't owe anyone no. anything. No, no. And I just especially like, I said, if you're putting yourself first, you know, like you can't put keep putting yourself in the back burner. Yeah. 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 And it just felt like um I felt within myself at that time that um you know, that I finally had my back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I, I don't think I was an advocate for myself. And so it was like, well, well, how can you expect anyone else to be an advocate for you when you're not advocating for yourself? Right. Absolutely. And so that's when, when, when I had that realization and started working on things for myself, you know, you don't need that validation from others. You don't need the advocacy from others. <laughs> this is where the button would really like a beautiful experience to like be able to like breathe and just say like oh. wow like it was so that, like, self, yes like that like self-realization that's like you know, like you don't need to validate me. Like I know what I can do. I know who I am. Like I know what I want to do. Right. And like that itself is just like, oh, it was it's so, so profound, Danny. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with the thirties too. Cause you'll hear uh-huh. that about your, your thirties. I do hear that. I do <laughs> like the thirties is the new twenties, but like I said, I'm no, only I keep getting, I keep getting told that the forties are the new twenties. So <laughs> well, that would make sense because like I said, I'm only four in adult years. Right. So, so that makes me 20 in adult yeah. years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. See, the math is mathing today. Yeah, no, but I, I hear that. Like, I definitely think there was more power in my thirties about like being an advocate for myself. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't get treatment. Like I didn't get well until my 
mid thirties. Um, cause I'm coming up on six years this summer, but, um, you know, I, I definitely think that I just felt more of like a person, like a, an adult, like I could mm-hmm. not in the ways of like responsibility, but like in terms of like, I could think for myself a little bit better, but, yeah. um, you know, and apparently 40 is like where it's at. So hopefully things yes. will get better. Um, yes, know, it only does like, get better. Yeah. 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 I think it what it was, was the thirties. I cared a little bit less about, well, I was not well, so I cared a little bit less about everything, but, but I mean, just like in general, like I cared a little bit less about what everybody else thought. And mm-hmm. I think now at this point, like, even though I just turned 40, I'm still like, you know, I've been in my late like nearing 40 for a little yeah. while like I really really care a lot less about yeah. what people think you should see how I dress yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean but I do I care a lot less about what people think about me um and more about what I think of me which is really powerful so empowering yeah it so is empowering. and it's so freeing like I liked your word um Danny that you used because when I would receive like the sympathy thoughts or like, I'm sorry, you're divorced. And I'm like, no, I'm not sorry. Right. Yeah. I can find, feel free. I felt yes. very free. Yeah. And then I'm like, I like, I'm born with that. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And no one can take that away from you. Like, no, yeah, I don't feel sorry at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys, this is actually a good time to take a break. Um, so let's take yeah. a quick break. Tune in next week as we dive into part two of Naza's story. It's really fascinating, so I promise you won't want to miss it. We're going to learn a lot more about her book, The Other Side of Life, and the experiences that she learned about, um, about her family in Pakistan and the culture and how religion uh, affected all of that. Plus, we're going to learn about her passion behind her work with early autism services and why she's so passionate about it. So please tune in next week. If you or someone you know is in crisis, call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. Or you can text NAMI to the Crisis Text Line at 741-741. Or Go to NAMI.org for more information. Remember, you are not alone.